Blog Talk Radio. Welcome. You're listening to Perfectly Healthy and Tone Radio with your host, Darren Batman McDuck. And now, prepare to get fat. What's cracking, people? Welcome back to another episode of Perfectly Healthy and Tone Radio. I'm your host, Darren McDuffie, alias The Fat Man, helping you become perfectly healthy and toned. Tonight's show should be a great show. It's kind of a direction that I've been going in. I started out in fitness and then I went to nutrition and now my uh, trail is or path, so to speak, is evolving more and more into learning more about the soul. I believe that on the show I shared with you several episodes ago when I started showing in 2013 about doing a past life regression. And this uh, show here kind of morphs out of that past life regression and what I learned during that session. And I'm always searching and learning ways to more elevate myself. But before we get into the show and get into our guest, Julia Cannon, just want to remind you of the previous two shows that I did. I did a show last week with Reed Davis. Reed Davis is the founder of Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. Very detailed show. We talked a lot about hormones and, and different things and a lot of things going on with females and a lot of things going on with men and things that you need to check out. And We uh, covered something called pregnenolone steel, which is most people are undergoing right now. So very good show to uh, go back and listen to. Another show is the uh, It's Not About the Broccoli. Really enjoyed that show with Dina Rose, and we were talking a lot about how to get your kids to eat healthy. And a lot of the things that we're doing as parents are backfiring on us, and we're not able to get our kids to eat the things that they're supposed to eat. So I would advise you or suggest to you more so rather to go back and check out that show with the Dina Rose it's not about the broccoli also real quick favor if you could do for me if you're listening to the show on iTunes please give me a review if it's bad if it's good if there's something that I can improve on please go to iTunes and uh, give me a review and let me know I want to improve the show if there's someone that you want to see I'll leave my email address at the end of the show tonight, and uh, we'll try to get them on. But any suggestions that you have in regards to improving the show or any kudos that you want to give me for the show, please go to iTunes and and leave it in there. So um, before we get it to uh, bring Julia Cannon on, I just wanted to read her her bio. Um, Julia Cannon was born in Hutchinson, Kansas, to Johnny and Dolores Cannon. Johnny was a career Navy man, so they moved up, moved frequently, and she had the advantage of an open-minded upbringing. She was raised with the understanding that psychic phenomenon and metaphysics were commonplace, and she was always exploring new avenues of growth. Julia became a registered nurse, we're on similar trails here, <laughs> and worked in intensive care and home health for the duration of her 20-plus year career. She then decided to explore other aspects of the healing profession and has trained in re- re- recognitive Recognitive Healing and Dolores Cannon's QHHT, which I believe the Quantum Healing Hypnosis Therapy. Her energy healing has its, has taken on its own dimension and has formed into something she calls light casting. 
Intuitive lights come from hands to direct energy where it is needed to balance and, and balance any deficiencies in the body. This balancing may be happening on the physical, mental, or spiritual level. While she's working in someone's field, she gets intuitive messages, impressions of what is happening, what is needed to help the person bring about their healing. When Junior Cannon does remote energy work, she's taken intuitively inside the body to see what the condition looks like, and then she's given methods to correct the situation. This has been a spontaneous development that continues to amaze her in its applications. Let me get Julia on. Without further ado, Julia Cannon, welcome to Perfectly Healthy and Tone Radio. How are you tonight? I'm wonderful, and thank you so much for having me on, Darren. Actually, thank you. This has been, um, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, as kind of what I've been evolving into. I did a past life regression a number of years ago, and then um, just going through YouTube, I came across your mother, Dolores Cannon, and mm-hmm. then came across you. And um, I've really been into lately just finding out what's, how the body actually speak to, speaks to us, and that's what we'll get into t- to tonight. But right. before we get into um, you know, just talking about the book, I wanted you to kind of talk a little bit about your, you know, your upbringing, Julia. My upbringing, okay. <laughs> yeah, moving all the time and... Um, uh, it was. It was very different because we weren't like a lot of people that just stayed in one place, you know, that you get the – it's not that it's a bad thing, you know, where you just – they call it the the small town uh, – I hate to say I hate to use that word, small town mentality, but it's just, you know, where you stay in one place, you don't ever move because you get such a broad uh, – you just get broader outlook and everything whenever you're able to move around, I think, or we had to adapt so much all the time. So uh, just going, going, going all the time. So, um, and like I said, being military, you know, like we never were able to stay in one place and develop an affinity for a certain religion or belief system or anything that related to the the geographical, you know, area that we were in. And so I think that's what led to to that. It just it just you just stay open because you're around all these different kinds of people and cultures and and everything because we were all over the world. And um so that was that. It was just always moving and you know learning new things all the time. Um my mother was as part of that being open. I mean, she read the Fate magazine I think from their beginning, she probably had their first issues. So we're talking way back in the 50s, you know, all the way up. So that was, you know, we were always exposed to just very open-minded ideas. And um, then my father, when he was in, when we were stationed in the Philippines, he learned uh, to hypnosis. You know, he just... Interesting for him, and so that's really where it came from. Was from my father. He started the whole thing. <laughs> so, um, and then whenever, and he would help people. Like when we came back uh, stateside, he would help uh, people that were getting ready to be uh, shipped back out to war or different things. You know, they had anxiety problems. They had, you know, uh, just different issues. So um, I was around that. You know, just him as they were experimenting because people would come to the house and he would do you know he would help them out and um and then whenever the the kind of the case that opened everything um was the one that my mother wrote about in five lives remembered and Mm -hmm. that was where she um 
was she was always assisting him, and he would be, you know, he was hypnotizing the people. And uh, but this was a woman that had an eating disorder, and so the doctor on the base just asked them to help her, and so uh, they did. And she spontaneously went into past lives, and that was their first um, uh, exposure to past lives. And so I mean, I'm, I think at that time I was. Uh, in still like maybe like fifth, fifth or sixth grade, so I'm aware mm-hmm. of it, but I'm not part of it. You know, I I think I listened to some of the recordings. I remember that, but you know, they were always doing it while I was in school. So you know, I'm just I'm around it and everything, and I'm aware of it. Uh, and then we just kept going. And um, how far do you want me to go? Because that all that's a story. <laughs> Yeah, I just wanted. To, are you an only child, or do you have more uh, brothers and sisters? Or I have. Yeah, there are four of us. Okay. Mhm. Okay. So. And are all of them involved in this this type of thing, or are you the only one that kind of got into the uh, quantum healing hypnosis therapy? Well, there's a couple of us are involved in the in the therapy, um, and then like my one sister is here running the businesses with me, and we both have the companies. Uh, and that's QHHT and the uh, publishing company. We have different arms, everything that we do here. And so we are running all of that together. And uh, then um, my brother, he just kind of went off. He he was here for a little while, and he's moved on. He had other things to do, so that was all fine. You know, everybody has their own directions. So we're all open, uh, but we all have our different ways of doing things. Yes. Yeah, and I mentioned, and you were an, a registered nurse. I have a sister who's actually a registered nurse, and okay. I'm, one, I'm wondering if that was affected you in any way that you were not believing of this, this, uh, you know, the past life regression and quantum healing hypnosis therapy, or were you open to it? Where did you ever resist it? Because I know a lot of times I come from farm the pharmaceutical industry. That's mm-hmm. where I came. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of times those ideas are not readily accepted in the conventional medical field. So I'm just wondering if you had any reservations when this all came about and it was time for you to jump into it. Well, it was it was all a timing thing. Like you said, yes, if it would have come about probably earlier when I was really in the um, early stages and, and I was all gung-ho and because and, I was in intensive care and, you know, that's all a – you know, hey, I'm somebody here, you know, and all this stuff. And and you're and you're really doing like your your big thing. It was, you know, that was different. If it would have come then, I might have questioned it. But it didn't come then. You know, cuz this is all, you know, we have a timeline we're working on here because <laughs> cuz this is, you know, I'm I've aged, okay, since all that. <laughs> and uh <laughs> you know, that was that was my that was uh, another life is the way I like to say it. That was another life ago. And um but by the time I burned out of intensive care, I went into home health nursing, and then that was a completely different type of nursing, and that was already moving me into uh, looking at the whole person and looking at more more things. Well, that's when I was starting to be introduced to, like, just things as simple as um, uh, just touch, you know, and reflexology, and that was really a uh, those were new things at that time. Those were like really, that was new thought. You mean you can do something, you know, it's like different ways that you touch a person will affect them and all this. It was like, wow, you know, and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and I was kind of using a little of it in in the work that I was doing in home health. Uh, but that was it. You know, that was 
as far as in the new things. And then my mother at that same time was starting, this is where she was just getting into her past life regression, and she was just doing it. See, she wasn't teaching it yet. She was just doing it, and she was, and it was just kind of over here and, and being done. And she'd make me aware of what she was finding, or sometimes I even got to sit in on the sessions, you know, but I could. So I wasn't resistant at all. I mean, I was, you know, I thought it was great. Um, but then by the time she started getting the information that had to do with healing the body and how it works and all this communication system, I was well out of nursing by then, and I was way over, uh, you know, that's because the universe kicked me out of nursing. It was like, uh, you're not supposed to be here anymore, and I was plucked out and dropped here to help her. <laughs> so that's kind of, you know, I was resistant to that. I wasn't resistant to this healing and how the body speaks to us. I was just resistant to someone else, like another part being in control, you know, because I'm a control freak. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, wait a minute, this is my life. <laughs> what, uh-huh. What's going on here? <laughs> you know, so, um, that's in case there's anybody out there that feels that way. I mean, that's I can explain it further as to what was plucking me and everything. But it's, I don't know if you've had anything like that happen. Because <laughs> oh, you, oh changed, you changed your fields dramatically. Yeah, I have mm-hmm. been going through something for about the past year, and I went through a similar situation, and I, I hadn't shared this with the audience, but I will. Um, I was at a job in last year in March, and I walked mm-hmm. in, and I, I was just fired from the job. And I'm like, I thought I was doing good. I didn't know, you know, what was going on. And yeah. I've had an, uh, another similar situation. So I know that from what I'm going through and, and finding and, and, and following up on and my ideas are changing that the universe is moving me in a different direction and at first I was you know just tugging like I, I'm just like you I wanted to be that control freak but mm-hmm. then I was like you know let me just ride this and see where it and where it actually takes me and I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that because that happened to me, but can that happen in other ways for people? Can they get other messages? Like for me, it was real abrupt. Like the job, you're not supposed to be here, right. <laughs> you know, and you had a similar yeah. situation. But you have more experience with working with people. Have you seen that where things like that happen to people where, you know, their life is pushing them in a different direction? All the time. All yeah. the time, especially now. It's like these times right now are like they're they're if you're not moving in the right direction, you're abruptly turned because it's like you have to be here now, <laughs> you have to be over in this place, you know it's like it's like okay, you've been allowed to play for you know as, as long as we can let you play. <laughs> that's kind of the feeling of it, and now it's you've got to get over here and you have to do what you're supposed to be doing, yeah, so jerk and put there. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's not like for me it wasn't like it was a gradual thing. It was like bam, you got to do something yeah. else and that's that's what right. happened. Yeah. When we talk about our bodies, Julia, mm-hmm. um you have people who are eating bacon and living to be 100 and then you have some telling you not to eat meat and then you have people who are, you know, vegan vegetarian who mm-hmm. are living to, you know, 100 years years of age and you have people who are eating the same things whether vegan or meat eaters and dying at 40 years old but how specifically if you've gone through these sessions you've heard people speak from their i guess their subconscious how specifically are our bodies designed are we designed to live to a certain age or are we designed to 
maybe live past what we think we are, are, are supposed to be able to live past? How are the bodies actually designed? The bodies are actually designed to live for hundreds, hundreds of years. Hmm. That's the design. And they're also designed to never be sick. So here you have, so there's a dichotomy, isn't it? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, that's the design, is to live for a very long time. Why do we get sick? Do we get sick because um, something just happens to us, or do we get sick because there's something? We Do we get sick for a reason, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, right. Or is there something yeah. we're supposed to evolve for or learn through or get an opportunity to grow? Why Why do we actually get sick? Yeah, we get sick. I, I like to say it's it's like that's, well, it's you're you're trying to get your attention. Uh, sickness, illnesses, uh, aches, pains, all of those things, um, symptoms of anything. Um, you have not been paying attention. Just like us being hit over the head and plucked from one place to another, this is another way the universe has of getting your attention and getting you to do what you wanted, to, what you were supposed to be doing. And I, I don't like that word "supposed to be," but mm-hmm. when you see the grander picture it makes some sense, you know, because there was a design, there was a plan when you came into this life of things that you wanted to do, things you wanted to accomplish and be in certain places at certain times to accomplish those things. And the universe, or in this way, when I say that it's talking to you, it's actually you, it's the bigger part of you, which some people call it the higher self or the oversoul, the universal consciousness, things like that. It's the bigger part of you that has all of the answers and knows and has the bigger picture. It knows exactly why you came here, exactly what you had in plan, because there's certain things that are planned, and then there are other things that are just for experience. It's like just, you know, hey, have a great time while you're here kind of thing and see what you want to do. And But you still want to make those blueprint parts that you had planned. And so that's where that bigger part of you says, you know, it's watching. And when you're getting close to a timeline, you know, hey, you were supposed to be here at this time, and you're way over in another place and another field and everything, and it's like, and there's no hope of getting you there by a, a few little easy actions, then that's where they, some of these more dramatic and drastic things are done. It's like it's just to get you from one place to another very quickly. And the illnesses and everything, they're just another form of that. And what all that tells me is when people have things like that happening, it means that they probably were not listening to the messages that they were getting because I feel like the body is the, uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful messenger. Uh, It's a fantastic machine. I love the body. Um, But it's a wonderful messenger. And, but they, your, your bigger part of you can deliver messages in all kinds of ways. And I feel like the body is like the path of last resort. It will use that one when you haven't listened to any of the others, when you haven't taken aware of anything else. And so it's like, okay, fine. Then we're going to use the one thing that you are with 24 hours a day, seven days a week, all the time. You know, you're just always with it. And what will get your attention? 
Yeah, I agree with you. Um, my my own experience with that was um, my mom passed away in 2005, and I always tell people this is that at that moment I remember walking into the hospital room and and seeing her, you know, lying there. And mm-hmm. I was in the pharmaceutical industry at the time, and I just said, "Well, what is there that I don't know?" And it was just a series of events that you know. I went home. I sat down on my mom's couch. A commercial came on the TV. It was, and I, I asked at that time when I was at the hospital room, I said, well, what do I don't know? Please bring me something to teach me what I don't know. And when I got home, I sat down on the couch, the commercial was on, and there was a book. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Kevin Trudeau. Um, uh, mm-hmm, I forget, yeah. uh, now I forget the name yeah. of the book. Um, but um, Oh, something about what they don't want you to know. Yeah. Um, that's the cures, cures and everything, you, yeah. That's what cures yeah. they want you to know about. And I was like, right. wow, I need to listen. And I ordered that book. And um, I read it from cover to cover within like a day or so. And that's mm-hmm. what kind of got more into health and wellness. But I listen. I listen. You know, a lot of people don't listen. And I right. have bumped into a lot of people within the fitness and nutrition field who don't seem to listen. A lot of people are struggling with their weight and different things. Why don't why doesn't people why don't people listen when when it comes to this and <laughs> I, why does it take us to yeah. get knocked over the head <laughs> something big before we listen? Right, I know. There's several reasons. Um a big one is that first of all they don't believe that they can hear messages because we're taught from an early age that only certain people can speak to these higher ups, you know. I have should I, can I say? Can I be so bold to say what I'm trying to say? Yeah, go right ahead. <laughs> okay, you know, uh, especially like religions. Okay, religions are telling us, okay, you only only the ministers can speak to God because this is this is the way they've shown it to me. The drawing they've shown to me is this entire part of ourselves. You know, it's 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 so huge. It's expansive, and ultimately it merges with God. So. Pretty much. I mean, essentially, I mean, this is where that saying is, you are God. That's where it comes from, because that is who you are. The bigger part of you is who you really are. And that merges with God, well, then that's God, okay? Now, that part is speaking to you. So, you know, if you will listen, and that's really all it takes, if you will listen, you can actually hear it and you can get the messages. This is just God talking to you, really, ultimately and so but we've been taught from a very early age that no only certain people can talk to god and they have to you know and you have to go to them and then they will give you the messages or they'll translate and so there's one there's a belief system that we cannot hear them we are not good enough or whatever uh, uh some others are the resistance and the and the stubborn we're stubborn people we like to be in control you know and we just i'm gonna do it my way we're like little kids digging our feet in and that's what a lot of mine, I was getting messages, you know, do this, do that. I got messages to write this book. And I'm just like, ah, you know, <laughs> do I really have to? <laughs> right. So, you know, we just like to resist, I think. I think that's the human element, maybe. Um, we just, and then we wonder, we, then we moan and groan later about why, why, why am I having all these issues? Well, it may be because we, you don't listen, you know. <laughs> so it's really that simple. We're the ones making it complicated. Yeah, I like I've made it a a, a a big 
choice of mine that sometimes things will come to me in threes, like a person will come to me and to talk about something, and then the next person will be talking about the same thing. I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to pay attention to this, and it's very easy. Yeah, but absolutely. I find that a lot, yeah. a lot of people will. A lot of people think that it's going to be the the, the heavens are going to break open, and God <laughs> is going to come down. <laughs> And and shine some light on them and say, hey, you should do this. But it's not like that. It'll, my messages come from other people. They can come through Facebook. I was just scrolling through Facebook today, and there's something, a project that I had in my mind for a long time. I'm like, well, should I work on this? And sure enough, there was somebody posting a video on the very thing that I had a question about. So I'm like, okay, that's a sign. Maybe, you know, I got to run with this. But um, getting back to they, you mentioned they a couple of times. Yeah. Who who are they? <laughs> well, that's just it. Um, when this part first started speaking through sessions, in sessions to my mother when she was doing sessions, um, they would refer, it would refer to itself as we and, you know, and so, um, and she would ask them, she says, well, just who are you? <laughs> you know, who am I speaking with? And that's when they said, well, you know, we're just, we're this larger part of yourself, but we are a collective and and that's where it's going, okay. Um, so, like I said, in the drawing, they gave me a drawing. Uh, that's I, I'm a visual person, so they've given me a lot of things like that, um, that to help me understand. And they gave me a drawing while I was in a class one time, helping my mother do a class. And it was explaining, they were trying to, they were discussing this part. Well, just what is it we're working with? Because this is what they work with in sessions, is this part of, of a person. And um, they're like, you know, she's trying to explain to them, well, you know, it knows everything about you, and and it knows, and, it, and then it also knows everything. You know, it's it's just expansive, very very expansive. It's so big and so huge. And they're like, okay, but you know, they kept doing this that kind of thing. They just couldn't fully understand it. And I got this beautiful visual because that's where how I how I'm communicated with. I'll hear messages, and I feel energy, and I see these visuals. And and then it's for me to interpret kind of the visual. And um, so I saw the visual, and it was like, oh, that okay. And then I said, well, draw it. And I'm like, no, no, I got it. And then they yelled at me, draw it. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. okay, fine, you know, my gosh. You know, and so, and that's because hard-headedness here, you know, I used to be anyway. Sometimes that's what they have to do. So if anybody has experienced that, you know, that's what it is. They're just... They've got to get something through. So anyway, so I started drawing it, and I realized why one of the reasons they told me to draw is because I didn't fully understand it, and they had to fine-tune. They were like, uh, how I was drawing it. It's like, no, it's got to be like this, so you, so it you know, works just right. And then it shows, though, in this process that each one of us, we all have this part, but once we go, once we get beyond here, the physical earth or the physical plane, as soon as we get beyond here, we are all connected. So that part of us is all connected. And that's why it is termed a collective. It's a collective of all of us. And so that's where the the saying, you know, we are one. And that's where that comes from, because we are. The only point that of supposed separation is right here you know, on on this physical plane. And it's a very tiny, minute part of the of the whole thing. I mean this is we are like a, a tiny speck of that that this larger part sent down, you know, it's like they have this experience. 
and to do this. And so it's like in comparison, we, you know, we think we know everything and we don't know anything, you know. And so that's where this part is just, that's what I'm saying, if they're saying we all the time, then I just refer to it as they because it's a collective. I mean, I guess we could just say, well, it, but I just, they seems easier to say. I don't know. We are, when we look at ourselves, I remember from the book, when we look at ourselves, and you kind of mentioned this, but I wanted you to kind of go a little bit more mm-hmm. into it. We are much bigger than what we see in these physical bodies, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's what I was referring to. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, the physical body, you know, it's it's like a, a little spark is all that's it's come from has come from God and just comes into this and it's like just being sent in to have this experience. But what you still have, ooh, they're telling me as a resource pool, ooh, that's cool. This whole reservoir of of this larger part that's always available to ask questions of and to get answers from and and you know just anything we want. So we're here having an experience with certain objectives that we wanted to do when we came in. But we always have access to this other part to guide us and help us and, you know, and just give us all our answers. Like you were showing earlier, I mean, that is perfect. That's exactly what they do. That's how they communicate with us is like through these, like you're saying, the television and the radio and the Facebook. And there are so many ways that they will communicate with us before they go to the body. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Yeah, my dreams, I had a dream about, yeah, it actually helps mm-hmm. because I had a dream about my mom. And in that dream, I know it was her speaking to me because in my dream state, I'm less resistant. A lot of, Sometimes uh-huh. yes. you can yes. get resistant, but in the dream state, I'm, I'm a little less resistant. Um, will our bodies do what we tell it to do? Um, absolutely. They do all the time. That's a large part of the problem <laughs> you know <laughs> is some of the talk that we give it you know because so right. our our bodies you know are a universe the, the cells of our body are the universe and to that universe we are god so yes our bodies listen to us we we don't realize they're listening and so everything we say and think they're hearing it the cells of our body is hearing everything. So when we're over here, you know, well, I always get a cold this time of year. Or I always get sick or I always. Well, what's your body hearing? Okay. Your wish is my command. I will. Okay, I'll take care of that for you. Cold coming on right now. Here we go. So see that? Some of that. And then now you go to the other side, the positive. Now talk, you know, so feed your universe with these wonderful thoughts and, and words and actions and support and everything, oh, my goodness, it responds so beautifully. It hears every bit of it, and it, and it responds. So, yes, you can yeah, change it, yourself, yes. It just seems like this is so simple, but mm-hmm. it, with everything that's out there in the world today, it's like we make it really, really uh, complicated. Yes. And um, one of the themes of your book was looking within yourself for the answers. And I thought that that was big because it's mm-hmm. like we're looking at someone to tell us how to eat. Eat this diet. Eat that. Don't do this. Go to bed this time. <laughs> Don't go to bed right. that time. And you mentioned in there that they were telling you that 
it's very important to look inside yourself for the answers. Can you kind of explain that and why? Absolutely. Yeah, they were saying this is this is the time now. Everybody's been looking outside of themselves, just as you were saying, outside of themselves for the solutions, for the answers, for everything. And they said, no, enough of that. It's time to go inside to get your answers. Be, you know, learn your own connection and find your own answers. And this is this this book is just a guide to help you do that. You know, it's understanding the language that's spoken through the body, and it's just a guide to help you go to make your own connection. But they said it's very, very important because nobody else knows you like you. So you can't go by all their things. You follow your own guidance. And that goes like to the beginning of the show when you're talking about people eating all these different diets and doing all these different things and they have all these different results. It's because every body is different. Every body <laughs> is different. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's all related to what's going on inside the thought processes of that soul that's residing in that body, you know, what you're doing, the thoughts and the and the, and the actions and everything that you're doing. So, uh, you know, some people it may be perfectly right for them to be over here uh, vegans and vegetarians and and doing all that. But if it's but others it's not right yet. You know, follow your own guidance. You'll you're given very direct guidance. You can tell when your body no longer wants certain foods and it no longer wants it starts steering you in the direction that is um healthier for you but but it's per your guidance nobody else saying you know you should be doing this and you should be doing that well it may not be right for you so follow yours because everybody has their own guidance system and you've got to learn to trust it (laughs) yeah that's a big thing too with people uh just not trusting themselves and um That gets into my next question is is why it seems like it's very fearful because I, I remember when I started approaching this about maybe two or three years ago through meditation, really going within myself and learning with, learning about myself. It was just a scary process for me. And I noticed that when you talk to different individuals, they tend to be fearful of finding more about themselves. Why is that we, we fear learning ourselves it just seems like it's such an oxymoron well it is it is and um you know we've been i remember i i did a lot of success courses over the years and one of the biggest ones they always said is you know we're not afraid of our of our uh failures we're afraid of our power we're afraid of our success we're afraid you know it's like we're afraid to show who we really are and i think that's part of that is if we look at ourselves i think there's a fear there oh i might not like what i find but I think there's a bigger fear of with that we don't say, and that's what if I find out who I really am, which is a and I, who I really am as a great and powerful being, and we are think are maybe afraid of that we couldn't handle that power, you know. But that's who we are innately, and it's just about just remember, you know, you have all these abilities, you have this, you you you're nobody, you're not junk, which is I feel like so many times we're 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 kind of led to believe through different things, you know, different teachings and everything is that we're broken. No, we're not broken. There's nothing wrong with us. We're great. We're great and powerful. We've just been kind of hammered down. <laughs> so yeah. come on, just remember who you are and so I think a lot of it is that. They're just is afraid of finding we're we we mask it with saying, "Oh, I'm afraid I might find something bad." But 
No, it's, we're more afraid of we might find something really powerful in there that we're, we don't know how to handle. <laughs> yeah, it always kind of brings me back to that um, quote. I can't. I, I remember the quote, but I can't remember line by line by Marion Williamson about we fear we some some to the aspect that we fear who mm-hmm. we really are. But I always yeah. go back to that quote that she says. Um, getting into the the body and just different. Well, my, out of the body, but more into emotions. And I noticed that mm-hmm. we repress our we repress our emotions. We're a society that tends to press oppress our emotions, and not really get into the feeling aspect of anything. How important is, is it for us to kind of monitor our emotions and pay attention to them when it comes to our body and being and having wellness? Oh, it's very important. Um, that's a lot of the problem. Is we've been, like you said, we've been told taught that it's not okay to have emotion and we need to numb it all out, repress it, do something. Okay, you don't don't feel, don't feel. But that is actually that's a huge part of the communication system is to understand that emotion, just feel it. Go ahead and feel it. It's there for a reason. But and but just allow it to go through you, you know, just pass on through and get the message from it. It's trying to tell you something. So, uh it's just so many of us just hold them inside and then we wonder why we have all these gut problems you know well it's because you have all this these emotions held up inside and usually right in the gut that's where emotions like to go they like to go right to the uh the abdominal area and they're just all pent up in there yeah i'm allowed to move through yeah it's uh it's to me i've always thought that um, women are a little bit better with this because women are more in tune with their emotion. There's some men out there, and I'm getting better at this about paying attention to what makes me feel good, what doesn't make mm-hmm. me feel good. But for men, I think we are told to suppress our emotions. You know, men don't right. cry, men don't do this, right. you're not supposed to do that. And it affects us, it affects us from a, a health standpoint. And many men don't go. To don't get in touch with their emotions or don't go to see a healthcare practitioner until something is really, really wrong. And by that time, it's like you have to really listen to, to reverse it and get and get better. But if they kind of paid attention to the emotions to begin with, then it would probably be less stress on them. So it's 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 a big Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Um, yes. I wanted to get in, save the last couple minutes for the of the show, um, the last half hour of the show for getting into specific ailments. And uh, I'm going to use myself as an example. I'm an open okay. book. I don't care. Um, but <laughs> I, I have had a plantar wart on my right foot for the longest. And just by reading your book, um, I finished your book in like a day, half a day. It's a really good book and it's really easy to read. Um, yeah, it is but easy to read. I've been going through your process and just asking myself and just being aware of any messages that, you know, come to me. But explain what might be the reason for this plantar warrant on my right foot. And I've had it for five or six years now. So Okay. Well, my first, mess. yeah, I mean, if, my first thing I would ask you, though, is what was going on in your life when it started, when it first formed? I can't remember. I think I got this, like, right after... Um, my mom passed away, and that's the only thing that I can remember. Because my mom passed away in 2005, and mm-hmm. I think uh, I remember. I thought I got this from going barefoot at the gym. I used to always wear my flip flops, and when I took right, showers right. at the gym, and mm-hmm. um, I think around that time is when when I got this. 
Okay. Well, yeah, feet are injured. First of all, there's a general general um, thing about you know, your legs and your hips and your and knees and your feet and, you know, everything, all of those. There's a general thing, and that's about that they, they like to call these your locomotors. I love that mm-hmm. word, locomotors. And so they have to do with, because that part of your body has to do with moving, moving in, right. in a direction, right. in some direction, okay? And so then you can get it more finely tuned based on, like, the different parts of it. So I know automatically by it being in your foot, it has something to do with movement or a direction in life or something. So then we have the left and the right side of the body. The left side of the body means that the message has to do with something from your past, either in this life or another life. Or And then if it's in the right side of the body, it means it has to do with right now. Mm-hmm. So that's... So there we have those things going on. So I know it has something to do with movement, you know, and your direction in life and now. So things that are going on now, so I look at from the time it started to now. So there must still be something underlying there that's going on that was started then. Um, Then we will look at the piece, the part specifically. And what I was getting, and sometimes I'll just get messages, but it's like, okay, the feet... What do the feet do? And this is how I love to do this: is what do the feet do? They tell me. <laughs> they move. They move you. You are. Mm-hmm. You are. They propel you forward. Okay. Anything else? Uh not coming to me. <laughs> okay. Well, another one I like to because we have these little these little and they're little one-liners that we say all the time. You know, like. Feet will, or they will. It's always yeah. It's their movement. Their movement forward. They they move you in in directions. Period. I mean, it can be forward. It can be backward. It can be anything. But they'll move you. Um, what I'm hearing is something about stepping out. So, and that's that's the feet. See, the feet can be that that literal. I love how right. the messages are very very literal to the body part. So the feet step out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So that's how it would work. So um, my question would be, okay, at the time of her death, now you did move, because you, you already said that. You said, well, you were looking for something else, and you said you started asking questions, and those are excellent questions you were asking the universe because that's how you get really good answers. I, I just wanted to put that in there, what you mm-hmm. were saying. Um, so anyway, so we step out. You were stepping, I don't know if it was that, where you started stepping into a different direction. You were already thinking about something, so you're already moving. Um, but the planter wart, what does a wart mean to you? What does it do? What is it? A wart is um, from your book, and then I went over, um, I've also looked at Louise Hayes' stuff, Louise mm-hmm. Hayes' stuff a long time ago, and yeah. she said it has something to do with hate or self-hate, which um, I don't know if that, corresponds to me right now. I don't know if I... I, I, Yeah, but I know that that's what, you know, in your book, you kind of correlate it with that as well, just hate or self-hate. It's like something coming out. Um, Yeah. Yeah, something trying to come out. What I'm getting predominantly, it's like it's... And and the wart would just give it more, more of a direction, but I'm just feeling what I feel... And what I got was it has to do with the stepping out, and you're, it's like you're moving 
uh, I feel like maybe there's a fear, and actually, actually that may be a better definition of, of that. Uh, it, it feels like a fear, uh, like it was a fear of moving in this direction or, or stepping out and taking the step that you were doing. Um, and it's something that started at that time. So whatever thoughts or whatever was happening, I, I feel like there was a fear around it. And so maybe you're still having that fear. You're still having those questions. You're still having, you're wondering, did I do the right thing? And so that's yes. still there. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right, there. <laughs> so as yeah, soon as you I, make I, peace I, with all of that, it'll go away. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. Because sometimes I, I think, well, did I do the right thing? Because I had a business and I stepped out of my job okay. that I was doing at the time to run the business. And it didn't go exactly as I planned, but in hindsight, it went exactly as I planned. Mm-hmm. But, there but you go. Just, but sometimes <laughs> yeah. you're like, well, did I do the right thing? Should I stay yeah. at that job or, you know, more branch out? So, yeah, you were, you were spot on with that. Um, we got... I want to keep you for at least till 9 o'clock an hour because I wanted to get to the other things. And uh, I have a lot of people that have passed. My mom passed away from cancer. I have a lot of friends that are getting cancer now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just had a very good friend of mine who was a teammate of mine when I played basketball in high school who recently passed last year, I believe it was, mm-hmm. from cancer. Okay. What is the overall root of cancer? Why does that happen and what is it actually telling us? Yeah. And I hope I'm not stepping on any toes and I and I really I condolences to you know for your mother and everything um but cancer is anger it mm-hmm. just is and sometimes we don't want to believe that somebody has all this anger it's like no no they were really sweet and everything was wonderful but see the body doesn't lie and cancer is anger but it's suppressed anger it's it's something they can't talk about it. they don't feel like they can talk about it they need to talk about it but about something whatever it is that's making them angry but they just won't. It's everybody else's fault. It's not theirs. It's whatever. It's just something about it. It's just I or whatever. They just can't talk about it, and that's held inside. Just like we were saying earlier, the emotions when they're held inside, you know, they create blocks. They create all kinds of things. Well, this is the same way. It just stays in there, and it just churns and churns on itself, and then it eventually becomes cancer. Now, where it is in the body will tell you what they were angry about. Mm. So, yeah. But the, if it was a, let's say, like my mom, it was breast cancer, what does that have to, to do with it? Okay. Um, well, and not speaking from a medical point of view, mm. I mean, this is kind of partial medically, uh, but not speaking from a purely medical point of view, what do the breasts represent? Uh, nurturing because they're used Perfect. to yeah. help children. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. They represent nurturing. That's exactly what they represent. And so, usually, when a woman or men can men can have it too. So, mm-hmm. but when someone has breast cancer, it's saying that they were angry about a situation in which they did not feel like they were being nurtured. And it's just that literal. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's that simple. And if you, if you can talk yourself around these feelings or get these emotions out, yes. is that when these types of spontaneous remissions happen or these miraculous healings? Absolutely, because, see, it's just a message. Once right. the message is delivered, 
understood and acted on, there's no more reason to have the message. So the message goes away. The message was the illness, the symptom, the whatever. See, it'll go away once once it, you understand it and you're acting on it. It's just immediately gone. But the, the best way, like for cancer, because uh, it's anger, the best way to work with that is, and one, you, yeah, you've got to release the emotions, so they've got to start talking about it. But the next, the next thing is you've got to forgive. So there's stuff going on in there, and there's more to this than what meets the eye. But there's they're angry at someone or a situation or something, and they've got to forgive. They've got to just let it go. You've got to forgive all of that. Forgive yourself for being whatever you feel like your part was in it. I mean, there's just a lot happening there. That's, you learn a lot about that when you get them to start talking, though. But see, remember, they, they've held it in, and it's, it's done that. But, yeah, cancer is, that's all it is. It's, so, it's like you said, see, it's so simple. It's just a matter of talk. Just come on, just talk. That's all you have to do, and then let's forgive. Just forgive everything around it. But some people are so angry still, they'd rather hold on to that than to forgive um, the people, places, things, whatever, because it's like, well, you don't understand. You don't understand what happened. Well, does it does it really matter? <laughs> what it comes down to, yeah. You know, really. <laughs> so. And that's when you, when you do that, um, and I've talked a lot about this on my videos. I shoot little YouTube videos, but I've talked mm-hmm. about this as the point that, we can either step into our power mm-hmm. or we can give it away. And I see a lot of people that give that power away by not being, by not owning up to the emotions and just letting them out and forgiving them. Um, is that a, a true statement? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, I'm, we're on the same page. I do. And I loved when I was reading about you and checking on you before, you know, I accepted your invitation and I do, I love your whole platform. I love your whole premise. Uh, everything you've gone through and you've done, this is fantastic. I mean, I just love where you're coming from. So, Thank yes. You. Um, but, but it is, it's just that simple. And that's what, that's what they have told me is that, you know, the universe is not complicated. It's very, very simple. It's man that makes everything complicated. And so that kind of goes back to some of the things we were saying earlier. But that's just, it's, it's all simple. It's just, you know, message is being delivered. Once it is, then done. And then, yeah, forgive. You know, you are powerful, powerful people. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. just remember who you are. <laughs> yeah, I'm just starting to get into this and, and realize that, you know, I mean, you mentioned this in the book that, you know, we are very powerful manifestors. And I'm mm-hmm. right now coming into Absolutely. knowing that, hey, I can create what I want. I don't have mm-hmm. to be, you know, just take whatever comes to me. I can create what I want. Um, I wanted to give you, if you could give me the Cliff Notes versions of these ailments, because there's two big questions I wanted to ask you before I, I let you go. Um, okay. The first one is migraines, Cliff Notes version of migraines. What happens with migraine? What's the underlying emotion there? Well, um, a lot of times with migraines, that can actually go to a past life. Um, and so a session would would help there. And I mean, but you can release it without a session, uh, one of these past life regression sessions, uh, because many times the way that we die in a life um, mm-hmm. will carry over what we call residue into this life or into another life, and that can be some of the things. Now, when it started happening, could be an indicator of something around, like maybe it was about the same age that the other one, the other part, you know, the, the, in the other life. 
the same age that you were, There's, or there may be a message there trying to give you it as a warning or something. Now, the thing is, the migraines, they can come from, it's usually head trauma in it, from another life. See, look how simple that was. Right. <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. That, um, there you go. And so it's just a matter of releasing and saying, you know, that doesn't belong to me. That belongs to the other life. Right. It's not yeah. mine. So that's uh, it. And you're done. <laughs> Yeah, it's just so literal and it's so simple. It's mm-hmm. like you said, we make everything intricate. We make it hard. Uh, next thing is uh, fibroids. I know a lot of people who have fibroids and things like mm-hmm. endometriosis. What right. are those things? Those things coming? From? Well, again, okay. So you have to look at where it where it is. It's in the uterus. Mm-hmm. And what is that? What does the uterus represent? Re- uterus represents creation, childbirth, children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you look at what what you know anything around that um okay but then fibroids is where someone fibroids actually when they cut them open it's really interesting they will find uh teeth and hairs and and things like that like parts of a human and what right. fibroids are um uh, from this from the metaphysical in, in the language and the messages this is these are like we we'll call unborn babies so it's like either you were wanting to have children and never could or you were you know, maybe someone had um, abortions or had miscarriages or whatever, and they're feeling very bad about it, feeling guilty about it, whatever. The body will actually, it's creating these things to surround that emotion that you're having about that whole thing. And the fact that it's in the, um, <clears throat> excuse me, in the uterus, that's telling you it's at the creation zone. So you might also be looking at what's going on in your creating you know, when you're manifesting ability, things like that, you know, maybe there's something happening that you're not feeling very creative. And so and it may be all surrounding this wish that you had children or wish, you see, oh, my goodness, it, it just, it's so literal, but it's so, we are so complicated what we do to ourselves. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny that we do all of this to ourselves. It's so, you know, Every psychosomatic. Bit yeah. Every bit of mm-hmm. it, yeah. Um, diabetes. And that's the last kind of illness and ailment. Mm-hmm. And then if you could tack on there and talk about weight weight gain, because a lot of people sure. are suffering from, you know, just weight gain. I thought it was very, very interesting around what happens with, with the weight gain specifically. But just, just diabetes right. first. Okay, diabetes, um, metaphysical definition or point of view is lack of sweetness. Okay, that's it's just that simple. That's the message, lack of sweetness, lack of joy. Lack of, see, it's it's that. You don't have any sweetness in your life. You're not having any joy in your life. You're not having, see, that's all I was trying to tell you. Hey, hello, um, you forgot your dream. You forgot to have fun. You forgot, that's all it is. You forgot. <laughs> you forgot who right. you were again. Okay, so it's just that. Um, the weight gain, uh, I, I love this because uh, so many, we want to say, oh, it's a disease or it's this or it's that. No, it's usually... I mean, there, there's, there's a, several different things it could be from, but the main, the biggest one, the main one that it usually is, is um, that it is a the message of you're trying to, you've been hurt. The person has been hurt in their past, and mm-hmm. they are just trying to protect themselves. And so they're putting on all this extra padding so that they can't get hurt again. That's it. And they're trying to push away the opposite sex by making themselves unattractive or just by, you know, if I have all this padding, I can't get hurt. It's just that simple. 
Yeah, it's so weird that but when mm-hmm. you look at people who are severely overweight, I used to watch these programs, and it always seems to be some kind of emotional undertone. And now I just made it seem so clear that these people are just trying to protect themselves from, you know, from their emotions. Yeah. Right. And Absolutely. what? And one more, Julia, I wanted to ask you about because mm-hmm. it just seems like we're under this whole um, epidemic now of people with hypothyroid uh, issues. A lot of people <laughs> coming out around yeah. with these thyroid issues. Mm-hmm. And reading the book, it just made a lot of sense. But tell the audience right. what these thyroid issues can can mean. Absolutely. Well, anything to do with the mouth, the throat, the jaw, that whole area, um, when you think about it, I mean, that's your that's where you vocalize. So that's what it's trying to say is you have something to say. You're not saying it, especially saying hypo, that means low. That means low voice, <laughs> okay? You are not saying it. So, And it's saying you are not speaking your truth. So there's something it's something around that there's something you need to be saying you're not speaking out you're not speaking up you're not it's so it's something along that line and that's all it is and you start doing yeah. it and it'll go away <laughs> it's it's so literal and so mm-hmm. so very easy sometimes I'm like why do we have all of these doctors and medications and all this other yeah. stuff and it's so easy to to do this but i guess right. like you said we have a need to make everything hard um last two questions for you and I thought this okay. was really interesting as you got into the chakras and for those people out there I guess if you kind of explain what the chakras are, chakras are and then you made a discovery that the chakras were actually connected or, or one of the chakras is actually connected to the endocrine system so if you could explain right. that that would be, be great that was really intriguing mm-hmm. to me uh, actually I think they're all all attached or all um the word you just said, um, all connected to the the endocrine system. That really, they're all because uh-huh. they all have these different parts that they go to, and all the different parts of the body. But the chakras are energy centers within the body, and there are seven main ones that that are just moving, you know, through in, and they just they they move like a sphere. And I know I'm not getting this right because there's some people that are chakra experts, and, and right. so I know I'm not doing this right. But um, but they rotate and. And they're just they're they're in the etheric body. I mean, you can feel them; uh, it's energy. Um, but they just they're all corresponding to these different parts of your body. And that's what surprised me was the they'll they'll correspond to the body parts as well as the endocrine systems. These different parts, these different systems. And when I was looking at the things that those could mean, you know, through the chakras, it was this, the messages were very similar to what I was getting for the body parts. And so it was that was my amazement, was, oh, my goodness, here's something I didn't even know about, and then the, I was getting a treatment for something, and then they were telling me, remember the chakras, remember the chakras. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, um, but they do. Yeah, so those chakras, if they are low or they're not giving the an ad- adequate injury, and- energy, I can't talk tonight, right. and given yeah. adequate energy, then that can affect the endocrine system. Correct. Yeah, you'll have a blockage or just low or something. Yes, it will all affect it because they, cause they're yeah. all supposed to be running at optimal speed. You know, it's like they have a certain speed they run. And if they're not doing it, well, then you're it's like draining a battery, so to speak. So, yeah, yeah that makes down. a lot of sense. A lot of people are tired and fatigued out there now and mm-hmm. complaining about tiredness and fatigue. Uh, my last question for you, and then I'll, I'll let you go. 
is, uh, <laughs> this has been great. The, it's okay. <laughs> the, pine, the pineal gland, because there's a lot about, I know specifically with uh, fluoride, you know, having fluoride in the water, it tends mm-hmm. to, I've heard where it will affect the, uh, pineal, the pineal gland. Mm-hmm. But um, I've been hearing various things about that, a pineal gland, third eye. How right. important is that? Is that really important for us? And that's is that where our spiritual center arises from? That's what I've heard. It's like that's the physical gateway to mm-hmm. that the the spiritual. Um, I just know that you know it's like that's kind of where I get messages that kind of come from that. And it seems like all the things that I do in this way, they're all coming from that area. So it could be. Uh, I don't know that beyond a shadow of a doubt. You know, but um, yes, I I would say that that's probably correct. Now, as far as things affecting it, I don't know. I think the biggest thing you can do to to affect it is just to love yourself and and just be open and allow that. that, Because that's actually one of the chakras is um, uh, right there. It's the the third eye chakra is the pineal gland. So um, uh, just allow it to be running at its speed and and it's both in its optimal you know, rate and and it'll just be open and just be open to it being open. So that's part of that trust and that um, you know the allowing. If you because we all get messages, but so many of us just deny that we're getting them or we don't trust what we're getting. And if we just start, you know, just listening and and just acknowledge, oh yeah, okay, I see. That's a sign. Oh, that's a sign. Oh, okay, I see. You're talking to me. Those are messages. And as you do each one of those things, that opens up more and more parts of yourself, and it opens that that opening because that's an that's a gateway. So mm-hmm. it just allows that to open more and more and more. It's like exercising a muscle. Is what I like to say, you know, you have to work it. You know, it's not something that just oh boom, it's there. It's 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 a muscle that you're expanding and you're working with it. So you allow it to happen, and you acknowledge it, and then you you you'll get like you said the threes. You look for threes. And that's what you mm-hmm. kind of do is is you'll get three confirmations. That's what I did, too, and I don't remember ever putting that out there, but it, I got three confirmations in a 24-hour period of whatever I heard. So, And then that was allowing, that was helping me to learn to trust the information that I was getting. And so there you go. Yeah, it's so weird because I will ask a question, and it may not come that day and i think a lot of times in our society we look for it oh let me ask mm-hmm. and it should be here within the next hour but sometimes it takes it takes days and it'll become when i'm just not thinking about it and sitting in front of the television and some right. commercial will come on and then something else will happen and then something else will happen and it was very funny in your book i didn't get to ask this question but you said even like car accidents mm-hmm. if you're in a car accident and, and i noticed here i'm in florida like every time it rains it's like a ton of car accidents Everybody in a car accident, and it can be, I think you said if it's a rear, you know, you get rear-ended or something, that's Mm -hmm. a message. If you get, you know, side-swipe, that's a message. And it's like the universe is always talking to us. It's just that we don't. We don't listen. (laughs) Exactly. In fact, the way I love, this is exactly how they say it, constantly. You're constantly talking to you, constantly. (laughs) They say it just like that. (laughs) Yeah. But um, I enjoyed it, Julie. I really uh, am glad you came on. I remember when I reached out to you, I'm like, maybe she might not come on. I hope that she comes oh. on. And um, I But I really wanted you to be on because this has been a um, big area of my life since about five or six months ago, um, just listening to different signs and wondering why we get sick. I started, I, I remember 
just as a kid, just thinking that there's something simple out here that we don't know. And I would always think that, well, maybe there's a simple thing to, you know, get over a reverse diabetes. Maybe there's a simple thing to, you know, not get uh, acne or anything like that. I always thought it was something simple. And, you know, now, you know, now I know, and I'm getting more into this and, and studying it a little bit more about energy and the body. But the book is called Soul Speak, Lang- The Language of Your Body. Written by Julia Cannon, and, and you can get this on Amazon. Can you order this from your um, your website and mention your website as well? Uh, right. I my web- sure, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. And my website is juliacannon.com. Um, and then also I think I have a link on the Facebook page, which is Julia Cannon Soul Speak. And then, on, then also through the publishing company. They'll all guide you to that, the publishing company, which is Ozark Mountain uh, Publishing. And the website mm-hmm. for that is ozarkmt.com. So it's MT for Mountain. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on, Julia. And I know you have your traveling, um, you know, you're traveling next week. So I wanted to wish you safe travels. Well, thank you so much. And it's truly been my honor and my pleasure to be on. This has been a wonderful show. Thank you so much. Thank you. You have a great evening. Thank you. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, guys and gals, I guess I should say. Um, Again, the book is called Soul Speak by Julia Cannon. If you're into metaphysics or if you just want to know more about the mind-body connection, like I said with Julia, I believe that everything is simple and we make it hard. And um, I've been going through this whole process for the last year of my life of really putting so much action in and so much you know, time in. And things have been coming to me that these things are supposed to be simple. Um, we're supposed to get in touch with our emotions, and then we're able to better ourselves when it comes to our health and our wellness and you know, maybe creating different things in our life. So I hope that you enjoyed the show. I'm going to do more of these shows. I'm going to start showing you more of who I am. I am certainly love health and wellness, but I also love metaphysics. I also love spirituality, and I believe that that's where we're going. I believe that we're, there's a greater sum to us and we're not just what all you see in these physical bodies and i hope that you will continue to join me you know on this journey to learn more about your body and learn more of who you know you really are so uh wednesday will be our next show and that'll be hopefully that's going to be dr wallach dr i think it's dr jd wallach dead doctors don't lie i'm waiting for him to confirm i sent an email to his assistant so um, hopefully she'll get back to me and let me know if everything's a go for Wednesday at 8 o'clock. So Wednesday at 8 o'clock, I'll see you again. Same fat time, same fat channel. Thank you for listening. One love.